Our fight to eradicate corruption, maladministration, unethical leaders, and the abuse of taxpayers' money by those in power continues. It's fresh, it's fearless, and focused. The Outer Hour, where your voice matters. Good evening and welcome to the, well, this is actually the last live outer show for 2020. We will be recapping 2020 uh, over the next couple of weeks. We will be playing you the most watched and most requested outer hour shows over the next few weeks. So this is the last live one where you've got everyone live on air with you. Uh, and we will say hello to you in the comments section in just a moment. So don't forget to say hello to us. Tell us where you're from. If you've never joined the show before, tell us first time viewers so we can say hello to you. Uh, and to all our regular viewers who press play on the live broadcast or the post live uh, video, thank you once again for pressing play and joining us on the outer hour i'm tom london i'm your host tonight and what we're going to do this evening is we are going to recap 2020 we're going to take a look at the achievements the projects the legal challenges that outer has had over the last year and then we'll peek into the crystal ball and take a look at 2021 and what is going to be happening in the new year and to do that we've got wayne divinage stefani fick and julius claynance on board let's say good evening shall we right up front to well ladies first let's say hello to stefani fick uh and everyone knows her as our legal eagle she has always got loads of energy and she is standing by with a big smile on her face. Hello, Stefani. How's it, Tom? How's it, everybody? Um, yes, looking forward to tonight um, and having this conversation. So, yes, let's begin. And let's say hello to Wayne Divinage, the CEO of Outer. Hello, Wayne. How's it, Tom? Hi, everybody. It's been an amazing year. It's been a hectic year. Um, looking forward to sharing some, some of the highlights. Yeah. And Lovely. Julius Kleinans joins us this evening. Hello, Julius. How are you? Uh, very good. Thanks, Tom. And all the viewers, it's, it's good to see you guys. Can you believe it's December? My goodness, where, they, where did this time go? Eh? <laughs> yeah. It uh, just seems, seems like the other day we were wishing each other a, you know, a happy festive season and wrapping up 2019 and hoping for a good 2020 without any idea that COVID-19 would come along and decimate our economy and change our lives, not just in South Africa, but on a global scale. Let's um, start with you, Wayne, and ask you to wrap up or just uh, characterize the year as far as Outer is concerned. How would you describe 2020? for civil activism, civil activists, outer and for outer supporters. What kind of year was it? Look, it was, a, it, it, it was a, just another a, a good year for activism. Uh, obviously, COVID-19 uh, rattled uh, everybody's cage a lot. In fact, we found ourselves um, sort of questioning whether we should be focusing on one or two other areas. Uh, but fortunately, we didn't. We didn't panic. We stuck to our our guns on the issues that we do, our mandate is very clear, our projects are very clear, and, um, and, 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 and the, the year really just highlighted the extent and the depth uh, of, of corruption. 
you know, when there are emergency procurement processes that open up, uh, it's just too too tempting to ignore for 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 the corrupt, and uh, and they tucked in. And I think civil society, you know, came to the fore uh, and has been busier than ever before as a result of the pandemic. Uh, but it's also been a good year in the fact that we've seen a big shift in the rule of law coming into play. This is extremely important because, you know, just a number of months ago, people were saying, well, no, nothing's going to happen to Ace Mogashula. Well, that's not true anymore. And, and others. Um, and so 2021 is going to be, I think, the year that we were expecting 2020 to be uh, in the advancement of, of, of holding people to account. So it's been fantastic because we've been able to improve our model uh, become more innovative, use technology, uh, become more productive uh, from that point of view. So, and an amazing team that's just grown from strength to strength uh, and, and, and seen our supporters grow. So, good in many sense, despite the fact that we have a crisis on our hands and the hole is deep, deeper, but we will get out of it, that I'm no doubt about. And um, let's get to the comments, shall we, uh, and see who's on first and what you've got to say. There's also a question that has come up from the comms team, headed by Samantha Van Nispen, assisted by Ivor Cleary. The show's put together and produced by Benele Sanatla. First up this evening is Andrea Korf, who says, Good evening, everybody. What an amazing year. And if you've watched the show over the year, you'll know that Andrea has been instrumental in the Vonneboom Airport Project and the Milneton Lagoon Project. We'll be chatting about those projects as we recap 2020. Devotion Moodley is on board. Devotion says, hi, hello Devotion, nice to see your name. We see it every week and it's always a pleasure seeing your name on the screen. John Oscar says, hello Tom and Alta. Hello John, remember the team are in the comment section this evening. You can engage with them in the comment section. Ben Charles Fraser says, good evening from the East Rand. Ah yeah, East Rand is represented. Stefani Fick, everybody's favorite advocate, is on board and in the comment section for you to engage with. Leonard van der Leidgarten says, hello everybody. Karen Faree says, from Ells Park, Germiston. Germiston is represented this evening. And Peter Rosemer says, good evening all. Hello, Peter. Nice to see you there. Shurish Sony says, good evening, Ambassador. Uh, oh, good evening. Ambassador Shurish M. Sony is on board. Um, Wandisa Boyd says, Dumelang, hello, Mulweni, good evening. Yes, Salvona, bom dia, bonjour, Mulweni. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of languages stuck in my head. I've just frozen. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Wandisa, thank you. Uh, who else we got? Tony Peterson says, we've had a really roomy year. Thank you to the outer team. Thanks, Tom, for always being on the ball. Well, I try. Thank you. Uh, Nicola Jane Good says, hello, outer and Tom. Cara Rack says, good evening from a windy Cape Town. Is the gold reserve still there? I heard certain Ramos sold it off. Well, perhaps we can slip that question in this evening. We do have a packed show tonight. Greeting team and viewers, says Clive Davis. Brendan Slade says, how's a team and supporters? What a year. Brendan is no stranger to the outer hour. As uh, Sipo Ngobo says, it has been a challenging year, but I've learned a lot from the Brigade at Alta, the organization undoing tax abuse. Thank you to Mr. Wayne Divinage and the rest of the team. You guys are life changers. Nice to see you with us, Sipo. Thank you for joining. Uh, so who else we got? I'm just scrolling at plenty, plenty, plenty of people uh, saying hello. Ram Govender says hello, Alta team. Uh, Edwin Rudman says, hi, I've just uh, heard the fence on the Zimbabwe border, a great waste. Yes, I believe that the minister was 
talking about the department being a mess today. Uh, so, yeah, you're on the ball there, Edwin, on top of the latest news. And then I see Outer um, put a question which I think would be quite nice to pose to you. And I'm just going to scroll back and see if I can find it quickly. What words would you use to describe 2020? What words would you use to describe 2020? Give it a bit of a think. Uh, we've got a, a couple of minutes while we get into the topics for you to think about it and pop those words into the comment section below the video. And we'll take a look at how you would describe 2020. In your own words, what words would you use to describe 2020? Pop those words in the comment section down below. Remember, if you haven't got your orange mask, that you can go and get it at the store. And it's as easy as going to shop.outer.co.za and you could be the proud owner of one of these orange masks for Orange Mask Friday, shop.outer.co.za. And while I've got your attention, please hit that like and share button. And let's get this video out to as many people as possible. Show the love. Now, let's start with the legal side of things. And 2020 presented a number of opportunities for Outer to go to court, led by Stefani Fick. I think and I suspect the big victory this year for Outer was the Dudu Mieni judgment. Take us back to the court case and the judgment, Stefani. Uh, you know, I, 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 it was really, really an exciting year, and, 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 and a big part of that comes from the came from the Dudu Mignani judgment, because you know it was a lot of work. This is it's not something that happened, you know, this year, last year. It, it, there's a lot of work. Big team worked on it. We had excellent legal counsel, but I, it was really a feather in the cap for for civil society because delinquency, um, as uh, in, 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 in a nutshell, is not used very often. So here is a civil society backed by the, um, by our supporters, and we took a very prominent figure um, in a very prominent SOE that is, um, you know, on the verge of of, of going down, um, figuratively speaking. Um, uh, we took her on, and we won. The, the court declared her a delinquent director. We, um, we we got costs in our favor. Now, yes, we start another journey. It's the appeal. Um, and there was a lot of jokes. She Her name was also at the Zondo Commission. Um, but really, really a victory. I think it was, it, 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 it was very victorious. And I think um, that sort of helped in the whole COVID-19 negativity um, space. So, you know, high five to, 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 to civil society because I think that was one big win that and um finally our oil reserves are um you know are, are, are safe the contract was declared invalid it is going to cost us um some money because obviously there were corrupt people involved um but that again was um you know if 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 we need to hold to account the people that is responsible um for corruption and then the constitutional court electoral reform. I mean, what a moment to be in a constitutional court, to be part of a judgment where they say that, yes, the electoral act is unconstitutional and we may have an opportunity where individuals can stand in the national elections. Um, so I think it was groundbreaking stuff. But guys, that is really just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I mean, we had a team that worked extremely hard. 
So, um, you know, over to you, Julius. Um, you know, what are the things that stood out in, 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 in your mind that, you know, electoral reform, what did your guys do um, in, in that space? No, no, thanks, Stefania. And, and you see that this is, uh, I think you're underplaying it, actually. You know, when you speak about delinquency, it's delinquents director for life, if I'm not mistaken. That, that is huge. And when you're talking about the significance of the electoral reform, imagine that you can elect an individual where people actually have, you know, the respect for a leader that can take this country forward, where a party didn't put them forward, but the people actually elected that person. And all, obviously, that I think what's significant with that is the individual accountability. So there's no political pro- propaganda. There's no party politics. They, they, you're not putting the party first. You're putting South Africa first. And that's what we need so, so very dearly. And I think um, that that is... A, the significance of the kind of projects that we've been busy with. It doesn't necessarily pay off right now, and it's not as tangible. You cannot feel it and see it now. But future generations, it can change South Africa as we speak. It can even uh, start changing the world. So that's lovely stuff. So, yeah, the public governance division team has been quite uh, busy working on that, focusing on parliament, interrogating the progress of changing the electoral act so that at the next um, national elections, We've got an act that is already reformed so that we can elect an individual and that we can see individuals standing for office instead of coming just before the elections and they say, well, sorry, we didn't uh, fix it up. Uh, We need to postpone it till the next national election. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And this bill needs to be passed. There's been a private amendment bill in uh, Parliament already, and they are definitely keeping an eye on the tabs of things happening there. But yeah, you know, it's it's been it's been a hectic year. It's it's really been I think if you wanted to describe it and if I could just throw something at it, you know, it's been very agile. I think we had to make the best of everything around us and um, you know, without losing focus. And I think that's also where uh, Wayne and the team steered a very tight ship which is which is amazing and i think you know outsiders really it, its courage has been tested this year and its perseverance and i think that's something of the characteristics that i like most about the organization as well is uh, you know its tenacity it doesn't stop it just continues 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 until we see that the, a project through or that an action comes to an end and that is that is what's nice and I think the whole team, kudos to all the team for that and our supporters. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for supporting us for the long term and not just the short term victories. But what? I think if you talk about victories, sorry, Tom, but if you talk, we have to talk about state capture. And I have to put this mm. in there. That whole thing about the wheels of justice are turning, it may be turning slowly, but it is turning. And mm. although this year, I refuse to believe that this was a bad year. I think that they, it was actually a, a good year in some. I mean, some people may have, um, there was personal disappointments. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that despite a pandemic that South Africa went through, that Alta went from strength to strength. I mean, hats off to, to, um, uh, to a team and to Wayne that jumped on, on it. We could be productive from home and a team that just flourished, actually. And then despite that, we see 
what state capture, all the revelations at state capture, the arrests that's starting to come. And that's, you know, all the good things and, and the hope for 20, um, 2021 that can only be better um, next yeah. year than it was this year. Wayne, yeah. the legal team is an important part at Outer. Uh, how would you describe the work that goes on behind the scenes with the legal <coughs> eagles at Outer? Well, you, you see, Tom, this is the differentiator uh, that, that Outer has when you compare us to other NGOs. When we set up to go beyond ETOLs, we had already experienced the massive costs of litigation by working through lawyers, law firms, and, and advocates and not understanding that space. And we decided that if we were going to make a difference, we were not just going to be an NGO that exposed, because that's what a lot of NGOs do, they expose the rot. And that's, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. We wanted to go beyond and be a, not a watchdog, but a, an attack dog. We wanted to have teeth and bite. And to do that, you've got to make people feel the pain of their transgressions. And how you do that is to lay charges and, 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 and take them to court and lay civil claims and so forth. And... And to do that in a way that's affordable, you need to build a strong, your own legal team that does 80% of the work and brings the cost of litigation down. Uh, and, and that's what we decided to do. So, and then you prop them up with investigators and project management mindsets and systems and then and good comms team. Sam and the team are just incredible uh, in the way they do that. And then bringing on Julius, uh, initially Heinrich with us, and then Julius into into going a bit broader into policy uh, and, and putting the governance structures in place. So all of these elements make ATA uh, an effective civil intervention entity uh, so much more that its relevance grows and its supporters feel like it's, it owns that organization, it belongs. And that's what this is all about. When you hear the organization that you support being mentioned in the news daily, uh, weekly, in Parliament now, regularly giving submissions. This is what's powerful. So so this litigation decision we took, building a legal team right from the outset in 2016, has just taken us leaps and bounds ahead. And then we've learned how to structure it, what type of uh, people to plug into the system, uh, the type of project managers that we need. Uh, it, it has been mind-blowing. And just to come back to that Dudumieni case, it's, it's a case that was on for a long time. But uh, Stefani will know we're getting people contacting us now because it's become a precedent-setting case. It's one of the biggest cases in, uh, on, a on a delinquent matter that's been used as a reference point now in so many other areas. And so kudos to that legal team and, uh, and how they're still handling the, the, um, uh, the, the appeal. And also, remember a little while ago, Dudu Mjeni, uh, uh laid a charge against us for defamation. Well... That's just disappeared into thin air as a result of the wind. So, yeah, it's, it's just been an exciting year. And um, you know what? The SIU, the, the amount of proclamations we've seen and the investigations mm. and asset forfeiture finally going after assets, it is just, uh, you know, we, we may not be there yet, but it is slowly but surely really moving moving in the, in, in, in the right direction. Yeah. And a lot of, um, you know, the team's hard work, laying complaints, um, is slowly but surely, um, we see the result. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, um, and, and that's what's exciting, because I think everyone was just saying, okay, well, well, when, 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 when will someone get locked up? When will someone be arrested? 
and we started seeing people getting arrested. That is very exciting. And and I don't think everyone sees it all the time, but we work a lot with these guys like the SIU behind the scenes. And, you know, I, I received a letter regarding that uh, Department of Water and Sanitation inquiry that they lodged into Nomvula Mokonyani's tenure in Parliament. Um, they're not pursuing that because all the evidence is with the SIU now. So independently, the SIU is investigating it now. And, you know, wow, great. We've achieved what we wanted to. We're going to still follow up with them. We've given them some more um, ammo to, to shoot at at this uh, target. And hopefully we will start seeing people like her being arrested soon. Yeah, absolutely. A little earlier on, we asked you to describe 2020 in your own words. What words would you use to describe 2020? We'll put some of those comments up on screen in a few minutes. If you haven't described 2020 in your own words yet, pop it in the comment section down below. Now, uh, a big moment in 2020 was the moment when Anoj Singh was struck off Saika. I know that Devotion Mudley has got a lot to say about whistleblowers and the reforms that are needed in the chartered accounting profession. But how big was that, uh, was that victory? Uh, let me ask Stefani. Stefani, we, we Wayne used the word precedent setting just now in relation to the Dudumieni matter. But, uh, but, but is that a precedent? Is that a precedent-setting move by Saika? Could we expect to see more chartered accountants who've been involved in corrupt practices being struck off uh, during 2021? Or does it still need a, a push from civil society's side? I still think they need a little bit of push. I'm going to be a bit controversial, but I'll explain why I say that. I don't think that that was a precedent-setting case. In the sense that we should see more of that. Delinquency is one thing, that's, that is, you know, civil society. But finding that a chartered accountant didn't um, do what he's supposed to do, that he brought the, the profession in disrepute, should be something that we see more often. Um, um, in, in other words, that, they, that, that, you know, civil society can rest assured that, um, you know, bodies like that um, takes their responsibility serious and will take steps against their members. And I don't want to, it's not just Saika, it is the Legal Practice Council. Um, you know, all these, um, NERSA, for example, making sure that ESCOM does what it's supposed to do. Um, and accountability, transparency, we rely heavily on all these bodies and organizations to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. And and in, and in a lot of instances, they are there to hold to account. So that's why I'm saying, although we were by, very happy by a by, by, by um about Anosh Singh, because it's also one of those cases, and he was also one of those individuals that was very prominent in state capture, not only at, at, um, um, at, at ESCOM, um, but also at Transnet. Um, so really glad that that happened. The only drawback is the fact that we want to see him in an orange overall. You know, we want to see the MPA now after the Zonda Commission has said, listen, we can share our information. Now we just need the MPA to take that evidence and start prosecuting. They've started, but they are behind. And 2021, here we come to see a lot of prosecutions. And yes, 
a lot more, um, let's call them delinquent professionals that are supposed to also make sure that the finances of SOEs in, and so forth are done properly are being held to account. And I see that Devotion Moodley adds, the problem is, Tom, that the South African Qualifications Authority does not play an oversight role on all these professional bodies. So work still to be done when it comes to accountability and oversight in the various professions that have, uh, that have had members of these professions complicit uh, in corrupt activities. We will talk about eTolls and Artu in just a moment. We'll ask Wayne for the latest. There have been some uh, news articles this week uh, hinting at contract renewals. We will get the latest news from Wayne in just a moment. But a little earlier on, we did ask you to give us your words. How would you describe 2020 in your own words? Uh, and so let's get to the comment section. There are a lot of uh, comments, so please excuse me if we don't... Uh, we don't get to all of them. Mm, let's start with Shemaine McGinley, who says, Sca 2020, scamdemic. Scamdemic. How's that for a word? Sharish uh, Sony yeah. says, 2020, aced. We'll get to the arrests that we've seen in 2020 in just a moment, but I guess that's a reference to the, one of the bigger arrests we've seen. John Oscar says, 2020, chaos and crazy. Chaos and crazy. Devotion says, emotional and disappointing. Mm, I'm scrolling uh, to find more. Leonard van der Leidkarten says mind-blowing, and I think those are the words I might describe uh, 2020 with Leonard. I'll borrow your words. I do think it was a mind-blowing year. Tracy Lee de Beer says horrible, challenging, scary, and frustrating, but we've pulled through, and haven't we just? Um, Audrey Jennings has got a lovely comment there. There's some... Uh, so, loving outer and what they do, says Audrey. And I'm just looking for some more comments here. I see people are, oh, there's, there's the Stefani fan club. Freddie Mills says, Stefani, there's a wink and a hug and maybe even a kiss. Megan Schaefer says, Wayne for president. Never heard that before. Um, Wayne says, so much work to be done in this space. So Wayne is in the comment section. You can engage with him there. Outer is tenacious, says the comms team. We see our projects through. Ellis Matham says, thanks for your good work, Outer. And uh, keep the arrests happening, says Sean Kutsia. There are so many comments tonight. Stefani, you rock, says Jaya Chetty. And I'll see if I can find a few more words to describe 2020. Hideous, says Megan Schaefer. 2020, hideous. Marley Porter says, AKA, 2020, AKA, spirit killing. And yes, for many people, it has been a spirit killing year. I think there are one or two more. Uh, testing, says Dagmar Hurleyman. 2020 was testing. Sean David uh, Kutsia says surreal. 2020 was surreal. Barbara Schillinglaw says uh, 2020 was weird. And Ronnie Naidu says the world at war. Silent killer. Those are some <coughs> of the words that you've used to describe 2020. Let's talk about uh, eTolls and you know the genesis of of, of Outer's yeah. civil activism, and where we stand at the moment. Wayne, I was reading through the press today uh, and looking at articles on yeah. contract extensions for uh, eTolls. Yeah. What's what's the latest and and what's still to come? So so this was the year that that we did expect government to pull the plug, um, but in a nutshell, we've now worked. 
out why they can't or haven't. Um, but yes, it's two years beyond the five-year contract, which is supposed to have ended in December 2018 and extended it by a year and another year. And in this last year, um, more, than, uh, more than 12 months, they've been hard at work at trying to appoint a new service provider. Uh, and I tell you why, and this is, they've got an, uh, they've built a, a big system, by the way, a very good system, and it would be sad to see that go to waste. Uh, and so what they are trying to do is um, introduce this, 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 this billing system that they've got into an integrated public transport tolls, uh, not, e not necessarily e-tolls. I think they've realized that that, that that horse is bolted. They are given up on e-tolls. I can assure you that. But they want the system to be put to use so that you can use it for parking to, uh, down to Durban on Pumalanga uh, through those tolls. Uh, you can use this um, system to catch car, train, buses, taxis. It's an integrated billing system, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's good use of technology. So it has to go out to tender anyway under the guise that it's the tolling system and the rest. But the tolling system will be, will, will be pulled, um, and they can't do that until until they've uh, appointed this tender. That's, that's how we are reading it. And a couple of years ago, they did, it, they, they, they did an extension and got Treasury's appointment anyway to go to 2021, but didn't tell anyone about it. So this week when we asked the question, well, who's collecting tolls from tomorrow? Uh, they, we, we, we hear about this, this other contract that they, they've done. Now, you know, do we go after them for possibly breaking that Public Finance Management Act and that? Really, we've got bigger fish to fry. ETOLs is dead as far as we're concerned. Government uh, has come to its senses on that. It just has to go through the formalities of pulling the plug. And, you know, dare I say it, 2021 is when it has to happen. But, you know, nothing surprises us anymore. So just I think kudos to the public for standing their ground. And for once, uh, when it came to a system that was irrational and reeked of corruption, we said, well, on this one, we'll not participate, we'll not pay, we'll bring it to its knees. Well, that's exactly what has happened. The public have brought the scheme to its knees. We launched the ETOL defense umbrella. We launched the, the court cases and the collateral challenges against Sanrock, and they gave up. They stopped at 3,000. Uh, 3,000 of our supporters were summoned. We defended every one of them or went through the motions, and they gave up, and they realized they were on a hiding to nothing. So well done to the public for standing with us on this. We've seen a number of high-profile arrests this year. In fact, when we started the year, most outer supporters and outer hour viewers were saying, when are we going to see arrests? And then they started trickling in. I'm going to put the, the question to Stefani first and ask you, Stefani, what were the, the, the arrests that stood out this year? The first one that comes to mind is um, Ace Mahashuli. I think that he's one of those individuals that everybody, um, you know, was asking. He is, I think, politically um, in, a, in, a, in a certain position, but was involved in, um, in, in, a, in a lot of corruption. Sure. Um, who else was there? Um, Bongani Bongo. You need to help, uh, you yeah. Yeah, Bongoni Bongo, a uh, big one, uh, which you don't think of. Then there's Vincent Smith, uh, an MP. Um, there's a number of them as, as well in, in the provincial levels. You had the uh, VBS matter. Um, there were 50 or so people arrested on the uh, whole um, uh, the branding of police vehicles. Uh, down in, uh, in uh, Mangaung, 
uh, a number of um, MECs and, 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 and high-profile people, including Sodi, the, uh, the, the, the chap with the 20 vehicles and the five, 10 million rand house uh, in the asbestos claim. I mean, the list is quite, quite long when you start going back and looking at mm. it. And we're compiling those lists, by the way. Um, uh, but yes, I agree with you. Ace is, Ace is the big one and, and, and other MPs. So nobody's safe. Do you think anymore. that that's an indication that we're going to see more and more arrests in 2021? I think so. I really think so. Um, I think that um, we are really moving in a direction where um, I think people are starting to realize that the chickens are coming home to, to, to roost, that, um, you know, that you are not untouchable. I mean, we still need to work on that in, in, in the sense that accountability is also not always being arrested. It's about, you know, you cannot keep your job if you um, are alleged to have committed certain things. I mean, we got stuck in a, in, a, in a rhetoric that says that you are innocent until proven guilty. And um, although that is true, if you are an accused, that is a constitutional right that only comes to you if you are an accused. What about disciplinary action? What about just ethical behavior? Do we want a person in a position of power um, that behaves unethically and i think what we've seen is that we do not have to accept unethical unlawful behavior um we are a bit behind in holding them to account criminally and i do think that hopefully um you know escom and saa and our big soes will take um, a lesson from us being able to declare a director as a delinquent but they will also go after um their delinquents um, someone has said in the in the comment section, it's unfortunate that the damage we will never um, repair damage. Um, but I think one of the the, the 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 one of the most tragic things I think in South Africa is that don't take away people's hope and don't take away people's trust that um, you know something will be done. And I think what we are busy with is a healing process that maybe we can't trust our criminal justice system. Maybe we can trust people in power because there, there, there seems to be accountability. We are definitely not there yet. But hopefully 2021 would show us that the path we started on in 2020 will continue in 2021. We should not mm. lose momentum. Mm. Definitely if, not. If you've I want to answer that, Go ahead. Tom. Um, the, 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 the beauty about uh, this culture of impunity during the Jacob Zuma era is the digital fingerprints have been left all over the place, all over the cookie jar. And that's the stuff that we're using now. It's coming to the fore. Uh, and that's beautiful. There's just so much evidence that, that, that there is going to be a lot of arrests. The, the other thing is, in a comment that, uh, that you read out earlier, um, or that uh, Stefani read out, that, you know, it's just so sad the damage has been done. It, it's worse when we don't take the learning from it and stop plugging the systems so that we don't have a repeat of that. And that's what we feel is happening right now in government. Uh, and, and, and Cyril Ramaphosa is pushing this agenda uh, so that, for instance, more and more civil society oversight coming into the election of uh, people into Chapter 9 institutions. So civil society playing a bigger role in oversight, putting in place greater transparency in procurement. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff that will come out 
of the damage that was done. And if that happens, so that we don't, if we get another Jacob Zuma in five years' time, uh, a lot of the checks and balances are now secure and in place and cannot be undone because they become constitutionalized and written into law. That will be the win for this country and we'll grow from strength to strength. So out of the bad must come a lot of good. We're running. Well, can we yes. Yes, go ahead. Talk about chapter nine institutions. So one of my other favorite, favorite, favorite persons, our lovely public protector, um, I have to give just a little bit of, a, of an update. So we all know that she suffered quite a few judgments um, because literally the court saying that she either do not know what she's doing or do not understand her constitutional obligations, scathing judgments. But we went this year through a whole process of Parliament having to establish rules. There was rules. Um, and now what the Speaker should do is to appoint a panel. And yay, she's appointed a panel. Now, although they will probably only start um, um, their work next year, at least we are moving um, forward um, a little bit. And this is um, one of my personal favourites, is, 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 is the fact that um, I think from our report about Parliament and how Parliament actually let us down, and I, I think, Julius, you must maybe just give um, everybody some highlights because mm. reading that report really just shows where um, there was there was loopholes, even in Parliament, that's a poll, supposed to hold the executive to account. Um, but that eventually there is this panel that will, will investigate the competence of a very, very important person. Uh, the public protector is supposed to, to look after the, the little guy against government about maladministration. And if that office is not working, then we do get uh, um, more corruption um, because who will, will, will tackle that? But that's not the only Chapter 9 institution. What about the Auditor General? But there I'll hand over to Julius mm -hmm. because you ran a campaign, um, you know, picking the, the new Auditor General. Well, let's start, Julius, with um, the affidavits on Parliament's involvement in state capture, and then we'll move on to uh, the Deputy AG being appointed to AG. But uh, just, just update us on that affidavit submitted to Parliament uh, on Parliament's involvement in state capture. Yeah, thanks. And that also goes to the Zondo Commission. You know, this is, this is a sad reality we're facing in the country. Parliament has oversight on how this country is governed. And if you look at that decade of the Zuma tenure, they failed dismally and turned, just turned and looked the other way on all the corruption uh, that has taken place. In fact, some of these individuals have been hands-in involved in those corrupt activities. So that is the sad reality. And these are the people who have been elected uh, by the people on grassroots level. So... I think there's two focus areas here. The one is, is there good ethical practice within Parliament that has oversight? And are they able in actually doing that work properly? And the other element is, are civil society and the South Africans educated and, and equipped well enough to hold these people to account and actually understand what an MP's role is? or what your municipal manager's role is, or a councillor's role, if that may. And I think, you know, this is, this is what we've been working on a lot. We've, we've, so, so we've been focusing a lot on reactive action, where we've um, 
you know, identified corruption when it's too late because the money's stolen. But then we built a case to hold these guys to account. And, um, you know, the same with Parliament. But now we need to start being proactive. And I think this is what Stefani also uh, refers to. The systems are being fixed at the moment and individuals are being held to account. But the loopholes and the wrongs of the past needs to be fixed now with new policy and legislation. And I think that's where we're focusing a lot from a public governance point of view to actually modernize and, and look more in the future and listen how outdated is, are these policies? Government's not working. How's better and more efficient ways to work? And through that, we can shape and, and actually change the country and turn things around properly. But what goes with that is that people need to become more organized. They need to become more equipped and hands-on in a dem democratic South Africa, understand their rights and participate in governmental affairs. And I think that's where we want to focus a lot as well. So... What's in store for us for next year, for instance? We want to start focusing and shaping policy like constituency oversight on MPs and seeing if they're performing. We want to start seeing the KPIs, for instance, of municipal officials, whether they are performing and deserving uh, their, their salaries and uh, increases. We want to start focusing on professionalizing the public service because, let's be honest, Half of the people in the public office are not able to do anything. They, they're not there for jobs, they're there for salaries. And that is what needs to be fixed. But also we need to become more modern in our approach. So we need to start using technology to our advantage, simplify things so that everyone can understand, and then people need to start getting off their chairs and participating, even, is it even if it's through your phone from your house, um, but we need to really become active as civil society to keep government's feet to the fire, but also to hold them to account before it's too late. And I think, you know, if we all start taking hands and participating in that regard, then we can change the country. But if we don't, then I agree with Stefan, it's too late. Then we're not going to fix things. So this is not uh, us depending on the President Cyril Ramaphosa to fix things or on a political party, but actually all of us participating and changing the country. This year, the country was sad to see the passing of our Auditor General, Kim Ukwetu, and uh, <laughs> but, but relieved, I think, would be the word that the Deputy uh, Auditor General was appointed into the position. Your comments on that, uh, Julius? Yeah, you know, we, we absolutely lost an asset. What a legend. Uh, you know, AG uh, Kim Ukwetu was... A lovely man. He was a strong guy. He stand his, he stood his ground. I think, in fact, he was probably one of the boldest people in government over the last three, four years. And, you know, it's sad to see someone like that go. Um, but we've got uh, Ms. Maluleke standing in now. We uh, vetted her in that process. Unfortunately, we're, we were only given a short list of seven candidates that we could participate in, but she ticked all the boxes. And I hope and trust that she will be even more of an asset uh, than Kim Okwetu was. So she needs to prove herself. But we will definitely back her and, and ensure that um, she's got civil society on her side to, to take this to a whole new level. And I think, you know, that's also where we are starting to focus a lot, into strengthening leadership in our institutions. So we started participating in seeing who are the leaders that actually look at our Chapter 9 institutions and lead them. 
and also then hopefully in the near future start participating in that regard in our SOEs and in our um, in our municipalities. Because let's be honest, if you if you're a good leader and you don't have a lot of money, you can change a business, you can change a school, you can turn things around just because of your character and the leadership that you present to those people. And we strongly believe that if you if you change the top structures, you get the right people who are equipped, able, uh, qualified, uh, ethical, and bold enough to to lead properly with a lot of compassion for the the their peers and and actually enabling their staff. We can change South Africa. We can change SOEs. We can change municipalities and all that. So I think we're going to play a bigger role going forward in participating and even looking at the process on onboarding these kind of leaders into our SOEs and uh, top structures and also actively participating in some of them uh, to vet them, look at the background checks, see what other talent is out there and start interrogating the parliamentary processes so that we get away from the um, whatever the, the const- whatever the party in their closed uh, doors, you know, discuss and whoever they elect to put forward in the skies. And we've seen how the system has been manipulated in the past. And now it's time to get the best people in the best positions possible for us to go Mm -hmm. forward. So that's exciting work. And I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for civil society, people like yourselves and your friends and family to start participating in these processes. I'm not Mm -hmm. an accountant. But anyone in an accounting profession who, who pulls their weight properly will know what kind of stuff to look into and participate in these processes. And this is what we need from civil society right now is to actively be involved and have proper oversight. The fiscus, this, is, this is more yes, local right. government level we're talking about as well, right? Julius? Julius? Yeah, let's touch on that. Um, we've been working very hard. So those who don't know, uh, I'm also still overseeing the strategy and development division in outer and we are looking at how we can put together proper platforms that can help organize civil society properly like your residence associations community forums um ratepayers associations all these kind of structures uh, business chambers uh, and simplify automate the processes because most of these people are volunteers and they don't necessarily always have the time or the the patients to do the administrative work, but they do have the passion and they have been called to step up in their community and and lead and take action for what's wrong. And uh, we want to start assisting these guys to become better equipped, more sustainable. We want to enable them to, um, with the right equipment, with the the training, the educational um, uh, manuals, the the performer kind of letters and these kind of things to simplify their work and make them more efficient and effective in producing proper civil oversight, in mobilizing communities better to create financial viability and sustainability that they can start holding these people to account from their local structures, not only depending on Alta's national structure, but so that they can start pulling the lawyer in, the accountant in, the, in their neighborhood and taking action properly and seeing projects through. So we want to create a, a lot of mini-outers without controlling it um, so that these people can still take ownership of their problems in their communities, but that they have the backing and being equipped to actually 
be be doing it successfully and, and seeing things through. I think that's that's quite a biggie. And I think what we're also looking at then is to start creating, um, you know, more transparency and dashboards that actually measure the performance of your municipalities. We don't we we, we don't want to we don't care about what park you are building and and all these kind of things just before the local elections. What we want to see as South Africans now is other is there water running out of my taps? Is it clean? Is electricity on? Am I driving through potholes to work every day? Is the refuse removal? So what am I paying for? Am I getting my bang for buck? And and that's the kind of stuff we want to start measuring and holding these officials to account for because that's what they're getting paid for. And if they don't deliver those services, then that we need to act as civil society and get them out and get the right people in or look at other alternatives. The fiscus yeah, is under... So yes, Wayne, you want to go ahead? No, just to say, I mean, it's, this is excellent work. Uh, we call it Uberizing the, uh, the impact of, of, of citizenry, active citizenry at local government level. Uh, it's going to be exciting uh, rollout. The platform's being developed as we speak. Uh, uh, we are looking for international funding to take it to another level to, to, to really... Uh, what they call it, put it into an enterprise space, uh, but but remaining a, a, a non-profit. So there's there's a lot of good work, and this is what our innovative uh, section is looking at and doing. And if we get this right, we can make a big difference and, and fix our local municipalities, which are which are being decimated, and and hold local government to account. So well done, Julius, to you and Tim and the team, and also to. To, to, to Matt and Liz and, and Chris down in the parliamentary office, who this year have just taken out his presence in parliament and the submissions that we're making and the, and the, and the presentations, and, and including uh, Stefania and her team, uh, have really put us at the forefront of, of civil society engagement with parliament, who are taking us very seriously. Uh, this was been this has been a massive leap we took uh, in, in this last year, and that's going to bode us very well in 2021. We've got 10 minutes to go before the end of the show, so let's flip through a couple of uh, the highlights of 2020. Wayne, uh, Outer called uh, called for a freezing of the wage bill, uh, government wage bill this year. Uh, we know that the mm. fiscus is under severe strain thanks to a stagnating economy and the effects of COVID-19. What, what are the chances, do you think, that uh, the government wage bill will be frozen? Well, you see it unfolding now in court and the unions are adamant. Um, and this is the problem when you have a weak government that, 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 that has a close relationship with the unions and uh, in, in, the, in the past. Uh, this tripartite alliance. Now suddenly, your public servants are being paid more than than, than the than the private sector, uh, and delivering less. Uh, they're overpaid, uh, and government can't afford these salaries. So so now they have to put the brakes on. Instead of doing this at the time every year, you know, not giving CPI plus two plus three in one year plus six percent. I mean, it's crazy. They've just it's been a runaway thing. So we have to support government and specifically Tito Bueni's call, no salary increases. And the system that, we, that, that Julius was speaking about, developing dashboards, is going to come into play quite a lot in the future where I think government will start using dashboards that the civil society delivers like us to say, well, how can you give increases? In fact, I wanted to call the guy today on the radio, the union chap was shouting for him. 
salary, all these increases. He said, but hold on. Don't you think you should ask us, the public, the people who have to drive through your potholes and your leaking uh, sewage systems in it, shouldn't we have a say in what salary increases you get? And this is the type of stuff that's going to come to the fore in open forums and voting that we will now bring as we Uberize local government to say, no, hold on. Your dashboard says you should be getting a salary cut and no bonuses and so forth. So, so you know, this is, this is a real issue. And, you know, kudos to Tito Mwene, who's taking uh, this fight on uh, against the, uh, uh, the public sector. Uh, we must get behind this one big time. They cannot get the increases that they've been asking for and having for the last year. This year we saw Alta. Then it's a vicious cycle, you know. This year we saw Alta engaging with the Twani municipality on the Vonneboom Airport saga, as well as the Milneton Lagoon pollution story. Stefani, bring us up to speed on the Milneton Lagoon area and the, the, the goings on there. How, how is that action progressing? I think Andrea just released a, a media statement um, um, today about recent um, tests that we've done. Um, the fact that I think we are really butting heads with the city that is just refusing to. I mean, we've seen pliers because we want information, and and they uh, they they just basically ignore us. Um, I think the residents in Milneton is 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 sort of fed up. Um, but and, and, and they are just unable, apparently, to make sure that, you know, the water that's pumped into the system is of a, um, you know, a certain quality. So, although that is bad news, this fight will definitely continue into 2021. Um, we work very closely because this is, I think, was sort of a test for us because Cape Town is, um, you know, um, uh, geographically far away from, from where Alta's um, main offices are. And, you know, we've been battling with, you know, should there be an office, shouldn't there be an office? But Milneton was a good opportunity to sort of test, you know, can we imprint, you know, the way Alta works um, and, and create a little bit of activism. Now, luckily, there is a very active um, residence association um, on that side that's very helpful. And um, we will sit... Um, probably somewhere next week with Sam um, that has, you know, very creatively, how can we get more people on board so that we can do more, so that we can put so much pressure on the city of, of Cape Town that they, you know, that they do something. I mean, there's so many excuses. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm. And in the meantime, you know, there's literally poop running into um, the, the lagoon. So that is really, really, really unacceptable. This and year, the same with Bonnebrum. I mean, yes, this year saw. No, our, go ahead, go ahead, Stefani. No, 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 no. I, and and I just want to. I think Julia's also just wants to say um, 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 about the the vicious circle. So whether we're talking about Milneton Lagoon or Bonnebrum, again, it's this this failure of local government to make you know to make sure that. We get the services um, we deserve. Um, and, you know, again, it, it, it's about getting competent people in positions to make sure that the finances of the local government is in order, in order to give the citizens 
the services they d- deserve. So with, what happened in Bonneboom, again, that that's just financial irregularity, if you ask me. Um, Bonneboom was downgraded. It's also one of those, um, you know, places in Swanee that could have been a gem. But, um, um, you know, due to um, mismanagement, um, it's just not getting there. Now, we will probably have a conversation with, the, you know, the new board to see if they are willing to be transparent so that one can at least see what is going wrong so that you can learn and do it better next time. Julius, uh, earlier this year, you highlighted the Hammond's Kraal water quality issue. Will Outer keep an eye on water quality in South Africa in 2021? Absolutely. We're definitely scaling that up. In fact, with the platform that we envisage rolling out next year that will enable local communities, we're also speaking about a water heat map. So where government has failed to do the blue and green drop reports, we want to see if we cannot digitize that through civil society and uh, specialist participation. So, yeah, we definitely going to have a more of a focus on that. I think other big projects is stopping the new nuclear deal. Uh, you know, we're talking about the SABC TV license, the saga, and there's many more. So, so it's going to be a big, yeah. A driver's licenses, renewal every 10 years, not five years, big project. All right, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to 2021 in just a moment, but I, the biggie this year was COVID-19, COVID-19 corruption and the impact on outer. Wayne, in a nutshell, how would you describe the impact that COVID-19 has had on the country and on outer? Well, it's, it's, had, a, it's had a massive negative impact on the country, on the economy. The economy is the saddest issue. Of course, it's extremely sad when people die, uh, from a from a virus and, and and the contagion issue is has to be curbed. We've got a lot of work to do with the rest of the world here. Um, it's sad to see that we have these hotspots uh, sparking up in the middle of summer. You know, this is a this is a pandemic that thrives in the cold. So if it's getting out of hand in summer, we've got a we've got a tough year, a winter ahead, and we must work hard to 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 contain it. So, but. But it's been extremely tough. As I said, we started out the year in a hole. The hole got deeper. And the saddest thing is that the, the, the havoc that has wreaked on, on the economy. And, uh, and that's what, you know, it's, it's the livelihoods that are lost, the jobs that are lost, the businesses that have closed down. Uh, that is the saddest thing as a result of COVID. And then, you know, corruption thrives in that environment. Uh, which makes matters worse. But, but we are resilient as South Africans. We've got an amazing country with great potential, and we have to pull up our socks and not moan and not lose hope, as, as Stefani says, but work harder now uh, to, to, to realize the prosperity for our future and our children's future here. So, so there's a lot of work to do. That's what excites us. We focus on what we have to do, not uh, what we can't do, because uh, that way we just sink into the hole. As this is our last live show for the year, we're going to give a minute or two to you on the other side of the camera, uh, wherever you find yourself in South Africa or around the world. Uh, this is our last live show for 2020. We will be repeating our most popular shows over the December period and back in January. But this is our last chance to wish each other a happy festive season or send good wishes to each other. So if you'd like to send a wish, pop it in the comments section down below the video and we'll read as many out as we can before the end of the show. 
I see uh, on the list of what's in store for 2021, the new nuclear deal must be challenged. Vehicle license renewal extension campaign goes on. The TV license campaign continues. Local community empowerment platform and local elections, uh, the empowerment platform to be launched. Uh, Julius touched on that just now. Parliamentary oversight, professionalize the public service uh, campaign and concessionaires. Anyone you'd like to, to pick out of that and, and just highlight, Wayne? Well, concession is, is, is something that I think if we don't tackle it, uh, uh, our, our roads are going to be privatized more and more and less funds uh, from the tolls come to the state and more flows to uh, enriching uh, private companies. There's nothing wrong with public-private partnerships when they're in the favor of the people. But when they're not, when they're introduced in a, in a clandestine manner, in a manner that doesn't benefit society, that is corruption on steroids. So that's one we're going to be doing a lot of work on next year. So Stefani's already laid the, uh, the pie applications. We're going to court to get that information from Senra for some reason. They believe society doesn't need to have information that is due to us. It's, it's absolute madness that you have to fight your SOEs for basic information, but we'll fight it. Um, and yeah, the... the, the, the uh, the TV license and the driver's license issue. I mean, we are so inefficient as a nation. We can do this work. Government can do this work uh, by embracing technology and, and working with civil society. They can do so much better, but they think they know, they know everything. They think that uh, by staying in the doldrums and, and, uh, and, and, and using archaic administrative systems, things will work. Well, we have to teach them that they need to catch up with the digital age and work with their people put their people first and we'll find solutions with them. A lot of good work in that space uh, coming to, towards us next year. Stefani, uh, your gaze into the crystal ball, what will you be focusing on in 2021? Ooh, I think there's a big fight coming with, with R2. Um, you know, the fact that we've, we've started our constitutional challenge. Um, so we will need the support there because R2, guys, is ain't going to work. It, I, I think if we all thought that ETOS was a, was a mess, R2 is even, even, even a bigger mess. Um, I think we will see the end of, of ETOS, although everyone will agree with me. I think ETOS is there. I think it's on life support. It, it should not be there. We should you know say goodbye so i think we will see the end of 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 that um we will see a few people um having to make sure that um um or we will see our institutions making sure that people are held accountable for alta i think um your you know i cannot think that the team can do better in 2021 than they did in 2020 but um you know we are inspired literally by corruption if, if i can put it like that so we are ready to not put our head put our heads down and fight and challenge if that is the last thing we do and julius uh, briefly your, uh, your your what's on the radar for 2021 well i hope we can get out of our houses and social distancing can become a thing from the past but i doubt that but more activism more active campaigning uh, we need to start focusing on the affordability, uh, for instance, in local communities and local municipalities. Uh, electricity is getting too, the prices are getting too high. Uh, water is getting uh, too expensive. Uh, your property rates is getting ludicrous. So we want to challenge a lot of the processes 
that actually get and equate to that specific amount that people need to pay. And we also want to start uh, focusing on equipping civil society better to, to actually also get involved in challenging these issues from a grassroots level. Big campaigns coming up. Uh, we've got the SAA boycott that's still in our sights, uh, even though they... I think everything we've exposed is becoming a reality now. So it shows, it, it defines the political speaking uh, between the experts and civil society's truths. And uh, they're exposing themselves at the moment. So there's, 2020 is going to be a significant year. Local elections coming up. Uh, we need to actually make it very difficult. People need to think twice before they want to be standing to become elected because it's not going to be a freebie anymore. They're going to start having to perform because mm. people are going to hold them to account. Mm. Let's take a look at some of the wishes that are coming in in the comments section. Nicola Jane Good says, wishing you all a blessed uh, festive season and a prosperous new year. Barbara Schillingor says, wishing you all health and happiness wherever you are. Peter Durham says, thanks to you all for the amazing work you do for us. Uh, Peter Rosemar says we'll miss our weekly hour of good news. Don't worry, we've got the, the recaps coming up over December, so it will still be there. Thanks, Tom Wayne and the Outa team for fighting the difficult battles. Audrey Jennings says thank you to Outer for all your hard work. Here's to a great 2021, and I think Wayne's uh, dog is uh, agreeing with uh, Audrey Jennings' <laughs> comments. Corin Faree uh, was referring to something else, so we'll skip over that. Marina Mulberg-Swiss says I'm going to miss uh, Outer. It's my highlight of the week. It Keeps me sane. Roll on 2021. Megan Shaver says, Merry Christmas out of Tom and everyone. Let's hope 2021 is fabulous. From your mouth to God's ears, Megan. Jeff Scott says, Thanks out of folk for all your involvement in sorting out the mess and attempting to keep us positive for the future. Tony Paolo says, To all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and a safe festive season. Finally to a great 2021. Marley Porter says, Never give up. Always look up towards the light like a sunflower. Bad times always pass to have a blessed and festive season. John Oscar says, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Alta. Blessed Christmas and a great 2021. Nicola Jane Good says, stay safe. See you all in 2021. Carolyn Marks likes the idea of getting the green and blue drop reports accessible again, Julius. And who else have we got here? Uh, there's a huge conversation taking place in the comment section, which we haven't got time to get into. So uh, just very quickly now, Julius Kleinance, uh, your, your final uh, words to our Outer Hour supporters, viewers, and your Outer supporters. If you haven't taken the best opportunity to spend good family time through the COVID pandemic with your family, this December is it. So don't make it count and be safe. Thank you, everyone, for a wonderful year and all your support. Stefani Fick, Head of Accountability at Arta. Yes, my little heart to each and every one of you, um, all our supporters. I want to also on, 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 on say thank you, Tom, for a, for a lovely year, for being our host. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's only a pleasure. Each, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Each and every, yes. For each and every Arta member that worked hard in this year, we will see you next year. We will um, and keep on keeping fighting the, the good fight. But thank you again to all our supporters. Have a beautiful December holiday. Merry Christmas and 2021. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we'll leave the final comments to Wayne Divinage, the CEO of Alto. Wayne? So, so, Tom, yes, look, thanks to you.
you, man. You've uh, up the uh, ante. The show's got better and stronger. You, you're a great uh, host. So thanks again for all the work you do. I just want to thank uh, my Exco team, who are just incredible, and the rest of the Answer team uh, for the hard work. They have done a splendid job. Uh, and then to all our supporters, we couldn't do this without you. So, so yeah, just uh, stay safe. See you on the other side of the year. And thanks again for all your support. And just get more and more of your friends and family on board. The more we have supporting us, the more we can do. Thanks again. Have a great uh, summer break. Well, our thanks uh, from the studio go to Banele Sanatla, who produces the Outer Hour, as well as the comms team headed by Samantha van Nispen, assisted by Ivor Cleary. Those are the people who've kept the back end of the show running over 2020. We look forward to a great 2021, see if we can improve as we go along. And the last vote of thanks goes to you, the Outer supporter and the Outer Hour viewer, specifically as you press that play button every Wednesday on uh, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock and many people watch after the fact we thank you too. So thank you for your support this year. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching the show. Thanks for engaging. Thanks for being part of this. And we will be back fresh and ready to tackle new shows and new topics in 2021. We will be recapping the most requested and watched shows over 2020 uh, on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock for the next few weeks. We'll be back in January. And until then, we wish you a happy festive season. Hope you stay safe. Hope that all the love in the world flows into your hearts and hope that all the money in the world flows into your bank accounts. So, from the outer team who are on air tonight, represented by Wayne Divinage, Julius Kleinance and Stefani Fick, all on screen now with some hearts and thumbs up, we wish you a happy festive season, a wonderful December, and may 2021 be a whole lot better than 2020. Until January, I wish you well. And until then, I miss you already. Thanks for joining us. Our fight to eradicate corruption, maladministration, unethical leaders, and the abuse of taxpayers' money by those in power continues. It's fresh, it's fearless, and focused. The Outer Hour, where your voice matters.